You're listening to In Your Face because life demands hard conversations. Watch on YouTube at I Am Tassian and stream on Apple and Spotify podcasts. Hello, Hi, beautiful. I like your shirt. Thank you. It's giving extra. Is it? I feel Phyllis like it's come, Phyllis go. It's a little it's like it's just giving me personally. You're so aggressive. But <laughs> I do think it speaks to where I'm at right now because Phyllis do go. Phyllis do go. And I'm trying to figure this shit out. I real just one day at a time. Right. Just one day at a time. But for our viewers and our listeners, I have known Genevieve since seventh grade. Yep. Claremont Middle School. Shout out Claremont Middle School. Um, we were little rascals <laughs> running around <laughs> the Claremont uh, yard. Um, but then we went to high school together and she just wouldn't let me go. And oh it's totally God. fine because I love you too. And so we since transitioned into adulthood, we went to two separate HBCUs. You know, she went to, excuse me, she went to Spelman. All right. Um, All right. and graduated from there. I started at Fisk, but went to Howard, as you guys heard in that last episode. Um, Fisk raised me, but Howard made me the mecca of black education. Um, so, <laughs> but still two proud HBCU alums, um, and wouldn't change that for the world. And sure so... The interesting part, though, is that even though we've known each other all these years for a very long, I would say maybe for about four to five years, we really didn't talk. This is correct. I would see her because um, I would come down to Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, but we didn't have a close relationship. And we went through a situation in high school that I think really, Genevieve didn't have any direct action into it, per se. Sure didn't. But I think it also speaks to where I'm at, where I wanted to talk about was this thing of miscommunication, whether it's verbal or nonverbal. You know, we all take and we process stuff differently. And just to give context to this situation, we were, um, it was three of us, three little chipmunks. (laughs) I had a boyfriend, wasn't supposed to have a boyfriend in high school, but I did. Um, And one of the triplets, uh, decided that she was going to actually like sleep with my boyfriend uh, behind my back. And it put Genevieve in a very compromising situation because it's like she didn't want to take sides. Very tough situation because I'm like, so both of y'all knew and like you were doing it, you knew and nobody said anything. And at that time, it had been a few months before I finally was told the truth. It was a long time. It was a very long time. And so being young and not being able to process that type of stuff, it was, it kind of put a wedge between us. Although we were still friends in high school, um, but it definitely made me look at the friendship differently. And then after high school, no, and then, yeah. Right? Was that it? Am yeah. I missing something? I mean, I think we were fine. Like, I think we kind of overcame that hurdle in high school. And then a new hurdle came, like, I guess after our sophomore year. No, not even because freshman year was you. You came down to Atlanta. We got locked in Atlanta. Shout out Conflict TI Club. That was the greatest night of my life. Awful. It was great. So in essence, we went. I went down there for homecoming. I had a little hoopty, but that car got us around. We went to the club, but my keys got locked in the car. Um, at TI's Club, Conflict. 
conflict. No, crucial. Girl, who took Nevertheless, this old guy. Old school Atlanta. Old school Atlanta. This guy, like, walks up to the car. It's like, oh, I can help you. But he looked a little bummish. So we were nervous and thought he was potentially going to rob us. Like, we can't leave the keys in the car. Thought he was going to rob us. He ended up getting the keys out the car. Come to find out, that was T.I.'s uncle. <laughs> he ended up taking us through the back. We were in VIP all night having a party. So shout out Tip and shout out whoever your uncle was because he turned our night into like a living legend sort of night. I can never forget that night. Out until 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Rolling back up to campus. Yeah crazy it was fun but, but i think after i don't know after freshman year then there was an incident with like my ex-boyfriend who was also like a friend of yours that created that next Chicago. i thought that was in high school too girl i don't know i think you guys had your own relationship in high school because we were like we still did. dating but it was like as my friend and i think like i don't know we i want to say the summer after freshman year though it's just kind of like compiled like he, I don't know. I think he told me he's like, yeah, you know, I've been hanging out with Tasia, and I was like, okay, well, that's weird. Yeah. So to give context to the situation, her ex boyfriend and I had a really close relationship. We were super close, but it was always clear that we were just close. He ended up telling me that he liked me, mm. and I was like, okay, given what I've gone through with Genevieve already, this can come off tricky. So let me tell her. And I'm, I want to communicate this because I also want her to know that I'm not hiding anything. And this, and nothing also has transpired on my end. Because mm -hmm. um, I think even at that point too, I might have thought like I had a little crush on him too. Yes. And so I can't remember what happened, but we also know he was very emotional. Gross. And um, yeah, he ended up telling her. And so it looked like I was doing something behind her back and kind of like repaying her for what happened with the other situation, which was never the case for the record. I never dated him. I never kissed him. I never touched him. I never did anything. Yeah, and I think like, like you said, I think being in young mindsets, especially coming off the situation with high school, it did feel kind of just like get back-ish. And so it was just, yeah. for me, it was just one of those places like, okay. But I never did it. You do you. I'm going to do me over here. <laughs> I never did anything with him. I never, beyond that conversation, I never, it never went anywhere. And honestly, after that, I completely stopped talking to him. Yeah. Because I was like, that was wrong. Like, you don't even know the history of our friendship and our relationship. You don't know things we've gone through. And now you've created a scenario that actually didn't have to go this way. Yeah. But again, we were high school, early, teen, late right. teens. Really, mine ain't fully developed. Um, but yeah, it was, it wasn't cool. Yeah, and so I think that, you know, like you said, young minds, young feelings, young spaces, it just all just kind of fell onto each other at one time. And it was like, okay, so, you know, like you said, it wasn't no bad blood. Like, it just, we just, we just, didn't we just kind of drifted apart. That's yeah. Really like, what it was. Yeah, and then, like, we got back together. We both were working in the city at the time, like, right around the corner from each other. Mm -hmm. And I think I reached out to you and was like, let's do lunch. Yeah, we something. ran into each other on the street. And yeah. was, she was like, oh, we're right corner. And I was like, oh, I'm right here. And I was like, well, let's do lunch and catch up. And that kind of cleared the air. And we had that conversation. But the reason why I wanted you to be here was because of this space that I've been in um, from a very transparent place. Last year, I lost a really, really close friendship that I never would have thought would have went away. Um, and because Genevieve and I had gone through um, 
this stuff that we just kind of gave you history on, she became like a real shoulder for me to cry on. <laughs> and to also navigate the complexity of the situation. I would be like, Jimmy, am I thinking about this wrong? Am I not approaching this right? And I think that came because we had gone through that those experiences that you became like a guiding light for me to figure out in those moments that I was having questions that I needed to have a second opinion because we had endured so much I think it was you just were like a very um you were a trusting place that I knew I could talk to and you wouldn't give me um like jaded jaded feelings right because also you still had a relationship with that person and you wouldn't like harm that but because of our relationship you also would allow me to like really navigate my issues and how to approach it and i recently in my last couple of years have encountered a lot of friendships where i've dealt with a lot of changes in friendships and it's actually pretty interesting because i've had conversations with my therapist about it and it's like it's crazy to me how at 30 plus i have to encounter all of these issues with friends when it's like usually you feel like as an adult it's like it shouldn't be hard to navigate friendships like there's aspects of it that obviously change. We grow up. We People have families. People have husbands. People have partners. Anything. Like, you know, life happens. We got jobs. We can't be as attentive as we used to be when we were younger. But, and so it's like those types of things seem to be standard. But I have dealt with a lot of changes in my own friendships in the over 30. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. I think it's just sometimes as we get older, we come to a place of like, you know, realizing what does and doesn't work for us. And, you know, I think when you've been friends with people for such a long time or just things like that, it comes to a level of where you feel like people know you in a certain way or like know you from a certain specific time, but we're all growing and changing every day. So, you know, I think with that, that's when you start to encounter the changes of like, dealing with your friends in a different way and then being like well you know you, we're not moving like we used to well we're not who we were 10 years ago so you know i think it's just things like that i know for me that i always try to keep an open mind about stuff like i never want to like anybody that i call a friend is a friend for life to me like if we we cool we that's why you're gonna get rid of me because oh, i was you stuck with me like blue <laughs> like if i call you if i call you a friend you a friend and it's like i'm all right for you like you my friend like i'm i'm gonna do whatever i can to be there for you and i know that i don't always show up as the most perfect friend like i have to take you know take heed to other things people say to me like i know sometimes i can be a little bossy sometimes i can be a little short-tempered and be a little moody so you know those are things that i have to keep in mind about myself and about how i show up with my friends as well because it's like you know my even though it is kind of who i am like and i recognize these are aspects of myself that are flaws or whatever that don't mean that somebody else has to deal with that like it's it, it's not it's a choice in this matter like just because this is how i show up don't mean that this person has to be a part of my life because it's who i am like and I think those are sometimes the pieces that miss that are missed in friendships is just the idea of courtesy and consideration and just being mindful of the fact that a relationship, regardless of what kind of it is, friendship, dating, marriage, whatever, it takes two people to like kind of bend and choose each other. And so you have to put a lot of effort into that. 
And so, you know, sometimes you see people put the effort in and sometimes you don't. For me, my external relationships were my family for, um, for me. And it is that notion. It wasn't until I went through what I went through last year that I was like, oh, there is this, we know we make the choice and you know you have like the option to be somewhere and not be there. Um, but in those moments that I have decided that I wasn't going to be somewhere, I usually have that conversation mm -hmm. and that didn't occur. And so it left me in this space where like, oh, like these, these relationships were non-negotiable. And now I'm learning that it actually is. Mm -hmm. And so how do you like, I'm asking, how do I navigate that? And then that forced me to not only look at myself deeper and really understand some of these that that aspect like oh it's because you've looked at this as family so it wasn't optional to go anywhere because this has been your base this has been your core but it actually is optional if people could say they love you today and literally make a choice that you know what i just don't want to be here and also i don't even have to tell you mm -hmm. and so that was like working through that dynamic and understanding that and realizing like the understand like yes it really takes two so then i think with that for me it was also like recognizing like for myself like the lack of boundaries that i've created yeah. because while I, you can't blame everybody else you also have to take accountability and realizing like if i had been more clear on my expectations yeah. not just in a relationship but also with my friendships some of these feelings that I'm navigating right now wouldn't happen right. because I would have been relaying to you mm -hmm. that this doesn't work for me. And yeah, it might've worked 15, 20 years ago, right. but at this space, it doesn't. So yeah, I just think that it's important to live in a space of really doing being transparent with the people in your life and like, you know, not shying away from conflict because the reality of the situation is that I came to in therapy was just like, if these people love you, if these people respect you, they'll be willing to hear what you have to say. And it doesn't necessarily have to be conflict. Like for me, I'm I'm a a two ends of the spectrum. It's either good or it's bad. Like it's it's no middle ground for me. So it's like if it's something involving conflict, I'm thinking the worst. Like Oh, it's it's an extreme. Like it's it's an extreme. It's like, oh, who knows what could happen? But it's like it doesn't necessarily always have to be like that. And I've been able to come into a season of also understanding that if that is someone's choice, that That's is their someone's choice. choice. <laughs> that is what I had to become the most comfortable with. Like people have the right to choose. Yes. And unfortunately, you may not always be that choice. Correct. And it's unfair. It feels unfair. And honestly, it may be unfair because you were still committed to mm -hmm. the relationship or working through that season in your relationship. Right. But if others don't feel the same, why cry over spoiled milk? Correct. That is a space that I have gotten to. Um, and my therapist also told me it's called dialectic, where two things can be true at the same time. Yes. And I recognize like that was a hard thing for me. Like if I'm mad at you, then I automatically think the relationship is over. Mm -hmm. But my therapist was like, you can be mad and still want the relationship. Yes. It's just right now you're mad. Yes. And I can be honest that I'm still working through understanding that because I am an end all. It's either this or that. There is no in between. That for me has been the hardest because if I love you like you, I love you. I'm a rock with you. Nobody going to mess with you. 
I didn't got into a lot of fights and half the fights haven't been for me. Mm-hmm. They've been me fighting for people that I love and I care about. Um, and yet I look back when I looked over this, this understanding relationships, how I'm showing up, how I'm allowing people to show up in my life. I recognize that same energy wasn't given. Yeah. And that was, I think hurtful Yeah, because I knew I wouldn't show up for you that way. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it's okay for you not to like fight for me, not to have my back. Um, that for me, I think was like, okay, so I say you have, cause it's not them, it's you. Right. So why are you allowing this? And it wasn't until I looked at it like, oh, you ain't got no boundaries. Yeah. It's about managing those expectations. Cause like you said, and the, I think the reality is, is that there is, there be, can, there can be duality in the situation. Mm-hmm. Like there can be that I need boundaries and I need to create a certain space, but there can also be an aspect of it where it's like, Okay, I let me. I think sometimes people also need to see things in order to kind of understand them for themselves. So I think another aspect of it has been for me that I realized is that okay, these are friendships I care about, relationships I care about. But let me show, let me show up in the way you show up for me, and see how you respond. Mm. And I think that's another thing that kind of helps bring clarity to certain people of just being able to be like, okay, well. Well, she moving like this. Well, I'm moving how you move. So we match an energy. <laughs> I'm not good at that. I mean, I know that I can be ruthless um, if I need to be, um, but not with people I love. Like, usually if I can do that, it's because I don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, and it is hard when there's people that you know you love, you care about, you don't want to show up for them that way. But I also feel like, like you said, it's about taking inventory of the way people show up for you. Yeah. And, like, you can get busy pouring into other people that you do get to a point where you like, wait a minute, ain't nobody pouring into me. And so it's like, you got to match energies. And it's so it's like, okay, if all you giving is 10%, okay, expect 10, I'm going to have to. Yeah. And I think, and this is not to discount any relationship, because I believe I have had some of the most amazing um, friendships and sisterhoods in my life. Um, and some that I believe are going to be here for my life, right? Mm-hmm. Until I take my last breath on this earth. Um, but I also just recognize, like, it's not even a but. I've had these amazing relationships. But even in these amazing relationships, I want I want them to be even more amazing. <laughs> I want them to be even better. And that requires work. And that requires effort both individually and collectively. Correct. And like you, I wouldn't always just communicate or even though I'm very vocal and direct. Yeah. If it's people I love, I usually would just shut down. Right. Because it's like, I don't want to say anything to cause conflict because I don't know how we're going to work through it. Yeah. I didn't grow up in a family that I saw people work through conflict. I saw them cuss each other out, not talk for many years. And some of them didn't talk to the day they died, right? Or yeah. today know that their end of life is coming. And so now they want to navigate that space and navigate that relationship and try to fix it. Um, but in life, I haven't seen a lot of that. And so I've had to like learn what that looks like for me and decide how that's going to look for me. Yeah, and I can definitely see how, like, the family background can definitely play a lot into that. Because I know for me, I think the reason why I have the attitude of, like, you know, 
we can have a falling out. We may not talk for a little while, but there always leaves space for opportunity to come back together because you just never know what could happen. And, and I think seeing it from my mom, like my mom is one of one, two, three, four, five, six siblings. And Ooh, Jesus, God bless her. Right. One of six and she fights with all her siblings. Every last one of them. We'll go to holiday events. They cussing each other out, getting into it, just cutting up. Not my auntie Denise. Girl, she's an angel. Stop it. Knock it Shout off. Shout out auntie Denise. Knock it off. Denise will fight with her sisters, her brothers, everybody, and they might get into it for a little bit, but they they'll, they'll take a couple weeks, couple months, whatever it is, and they'll come back together. You know I love you. Know I love. okay. So it's like I've seen that nature of like relationships, relationships where it's like sometimes you just need a break. Yeah, and you know you just gotta do it and like I've witnessed it with my mom and her siblings I've seen it with me and some of my own family it's like you know you just have to sometimes step apart and I don't necessarily think and so in the friendship aspect I've definitely had to come to that realization as well because it's like you know I've dealt with my own situations with friendships changing ending whatever and for some people for some of the relationships it's just kind of been like I need to stop looking at certain relationships with certain titles and expectations Ooh, child. so like my therapist was like you know you have a situation with one friend just because like you've given them this title but you see that in your mindset they're not living up to the expectations of that title you want but they're like you come so close with this person that they they're basically like family so for you and your family instance you like well shit that's not a good relation because i don't really have a good relationship with my family right and for me when she said it it was just kind of like you're right like i like there are some family members that i just be like mm. and there are some that i'm like i ride or die for but at the end of the day i know these people are still my family yeah. like if i needed something to the core if i was down and out in the middle of the street like i know my family would show up for me and so yeah. those are the ways that i've had to approach some of my friendships in the nature of like okay you know what in the realm of what i deem a friend a best friend a, a sister whatever you may not hit all of these points, but I know that if I was down and out in the hospital bed, in the emergency room, I, you would be there. Now, I do believe a thousand percent. I mean, I agree a thousand percent, right? Like, I haven't had that, like, other than my mom um, and, like, my extended family, like my uncle Paul, mm -hmm. Jean, like, those, that has been my family. But from a blood perspective, it's not. Yeah. Uh, with my aunt Jean and my uncle Paul, right? And so it's like, but that has been that, that dependence. I knew that they will always be there. And so my close friendships, close sisterhoods, that was my family to me. Mm -hmm. And when that foundation is no longer there, um, it's not the person that I'm grieving mm -hmm. um, because you had a right to make a choice. And if you, sh if someone shows up a certain way, believe them. So right. I'm not grieving you. I'm grieving what this represented. And yeah. now I have to figure out how to like now create this new space in my life because mm -hmm. that's exactly what it is i've dealt with death so much mm -hmm. like the finality when something is gone is gone for me because yeah. that's how i look at it when people have been gone it's because they really had no choice to come back right and so to be in a space where you you can make a choice you're picking and choosing when you want to be here and when you show up that is so hard mentally and emotionally for me to understand because it's like there is no choice yeah like if we're here we're here we gonna work through it 
we gonna get through we may take some breaks but there isn't a choice for us to like not engage and connect because we are supposed to be committed to this relationship and if you aren't then let me know so that i can then change how i how i want to be and i for me personally this year there have been so many relationships it started off this year with someone i considered a mentor and like a big sister to me telling me that i when i asked her to give for give to me the same thing that i give to you it was like no i can't do that yeah and getting emotionally upset telling you that i kissed white man's ass now one thing you know talking about ain't never kissing no white man ass <laughs> it's just not in my dna right but that's how this year started for me and yeah. i was like what is going on that have made me say i have to take a step back and really look at how i'm allowing people to show up for you because this ain't really about them this is about me right and again like you know you choose to how to love me after i've made this clear to you and then i get to choose if i want to participate that's right um so but i will definitely take on what you said about processing and recognizing like everything is impermanent that's just a good reminder of that right although i'm with you on titles i'm just a person like <laughs> we don't have to have titles because titles build expectations yeah and i'm recognizing you may not always choose to show up in that space right and i don't want to have to constantly go through this circle of saying hey if you are going to be this then this is how i'm expecting you to show up and then also i also expect you to hold me accountable yeah and if you're not holding yourself accountable you can't hold me accountable to do better right and that is problematic for me you know so but i think this is why this conversation was so important because i think we because we've navigated that tr those tricky situations and still found a way to get back i think you are the perfect example i said i've never done it but no you are a perfect example of like working through things and taking a break and then coming back and then you have a different respect for that person and i never discounted like i've had it with a couple of instances like i recently have like reconnected with a friend after the death of one of my close of, of a close friend of mine this year and it's like you know we came back together because he passed away and it was just kind of like we sat out and had a conversation and you know i think when we're in the midst of dealing with things that like come with a lot of emotional stuff and just in general life like life is happening life every is life day every day you walk out the house <laughs> shit before you even get out the house sometimes life is happening yes and we never know what people are taking on processing outside of our own stuff and so i think you know just leaving the opportunity for people to kind of like separate take the time to reflect because like even at like, you know, I'm not who I was at 21, 18, 16, whatever. At 34, though, I'm, I still got work to do. Like, I still have to take moments of being myself and being like, oh, girl, you was tripping right there in that moment. Mm -hmm. Or you was doing this. But that doesn't always come as easy for everybody. Everybody can't process their feelings and thoughts in 24 hours. Some people need a day. Some people need a month. Some people need a couple of years. And, you know, I think with that time, 
it gains perspective. Like, you know, you come to back and then sometimes you even look back at that stuff. What's important to you today may not, not even be important yes. three years later. That's true. And that's, I feel like that's what kind of stuff happens because sometimes you come back around and you be like, girl, what was we even mad at? What was we even mad at? Yes. Like, what is that for? So it's like, I'm not harping on old stuff. I don't think it's good for anyone to harp on old stuff. Like, you know, there are some things that I people will not forget. But there are some things that are just kind of like, okay, this is where we were. I apologize. I've seen this. Let's move forward. And, you know, you just gradually take steps. No one ever says you have to, like, jump back in and be where you were. Like, everyone's in a new space. You can just start anew and, you know, see where things go. Yep. You're right. I'm going to internalize that. <laughs> this has been great. I love you. Love Thank you, you too, for always friend. being you and for showing up. You are one of my most... Um, consistent uh spaces in my life like i know genevieve is going to be genevieve it don't matter the day it don't matter the time <laughs> i don't ever have to question that and i value that i think now in this season i value though those people that i know are consistent that i know show up for me um have supported me i can't even in this space where i'm questioning stuff i know i can't discredit the the love and the support that has come from so many spaces just like you were saying, but just also recognizing in this moment, because of what I'm transitioning into and who I'm transitioning into, um, I do have to now give space for um, that to be processed. Yeah. And then for them to also make the choice if this is still a place that they want to be. Correct. Because I'm not, I'm not going to be, after that situation, I ain't never going to be the same, Tassian, because I can't allow relationships to show up in that way anymore. Yeah. Um, I just can't. And I don't want to show up in that way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you for always rocking with me. You know, I try to practice what I preach and, you know. Give me I, some, don't you leave me hanging. Oh, my bad. I'm, I'm always here. <laughs> consistency is key around here, so. Yes. Oh, you know. I love you. Love you too, friend. You're listening.